0: Welcome, everybody. I'm Jay. And I'm Shaw.
1: And I'm Andrew.
2: And this is show 14. Yes. Uh, in today's show, um, right now we're, we're actually outside on my back patio. Uh, today was graduation day for the 8th graders. There's a lot going on around the parish, so we thought we'd uh, just record out here and kind of get one with nature. So if you hear the soundtrack of sirens and birds, uh, that's just because we're outside. Um, but today's show we're going to talk about uh pope tweets uh our new segment the digital corner we're going to have a cool little update from andrew who's on the show last time he was on he talked about the new evangelization so we're gonna have a cool little update on evangelization around the parish um upcoming sunday readings and a little bit uh on pope francis's writings or its talks as well very
0: good and now my favorite time of the show The Pope Tweet. Pope Tweet. (laughs) Okay, so the Pope tweeted, at Pontifex, tweeted, Let us pray for the miners who died in Turkey for the latest victims of shipwreck in the Mediterranean. Let me read that again.
2: It wasn't you, actually. That was the Pope. He, He tweeted this out twice today. The first time it said, let us spray. Like, spray spray. (laughs) Okay. And even this one has some errors in it grammatically. So the Pope isn't infallible on Twitter. No. Just so we're all aware. (laughs) they they had Some PR fumbles on this one. Okay,
0: that's okay. Um, So, yeah, I mean, obviously, if, if anybody's been paying attention to the news, there was a big mine collapse and over 200 people died in Turkey. And I did not hear anything about the... The victims of shipwreck in the mid... Oh, is this the... The shipwreck is is the aviation thing? The the airplane that went down? The missing airplane? Is that it? No. It's another thing. A lot of... don't know. A lot of tragedy out there. So, it's good that, you know, he's at least bringing it up.
2: So, (laughs) let's move on. Uh, New section. The digital corner. Uh, so last week we talked about some of our favorite Catholic apps. Hope you've been using them. You've downloaded them. I'm still using the app Inner Monk. I think it's really cool. It's really basic prayer, but I'm going to pull it out right now. Today's prayer for evening prayer. You can pray it with me. Uh... All right.
0: I will. Sorry. I'll... I'll... No, <laughs> I will show you, tell you exactly what Shaw looks like. We're outside. There's a in a really nice lamp. That would be li- found in a living room, shooting light on top of Shaw, and um, he's pulling out his Android phone, and
2: yeah, those cool sound effects.
0: Yeah, he nailed it. He uh,
2: he opened the app. <laughs> okay, so afternoon prayer today. As is awesome. Graphs are like, oh dang it, I missed a day. Like, uh, it helps you really stay focused because it keeps along with your prayer life but today's afternoon prayer from the benedictins at st minrad arch abbey lord help me to stay in the game when today gets rough or boring make me faithful to doing your will amen that's it short little prayers sent to your phone it's really cool plus there's gregorian chant, which is cool everybody loves gregorian <laughs> chant. now real quick i find it interesting
0: that they decided to bring up bored and boring in your life because normally that doesn't really get it focused on but people make terrible mistakes when they're because of boredom mm-hmm. i feel so i think it's it's a really cool idea and notion that they brought it up and um i don't know i think i think it is important to think about how you act at all stages throughout your day
1: yeah
2: so today's digital corner uh we're on twitter as a parish s t a n n p v uh that's the at sign uh so follow us we'll tweet out random stuff like earlier this week i- t- Pope Francis in one of his homilies talked about if aliens or Martians ever came to him that he would not turn them away, that he would baptize them because no matter how many tentacles someone has, they still have a soul, so I'm like that's awesome, so it went out on our Twitter and our Facebook, so follow us on there. But there's other cool people on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, sign up. And there's other cool things to follow. You don't necessarily have to send out information, but it's just kind of a good way to sort of aggregate news in a way. Uh, So some that I really like that are really cool, one called Catholic Problems. Uh, And we'll post all of this on the show notes so you don't have to write down anything. Catholic Problems is really funny. They just tweet out random... Funny Catholic irony stuff. Follow them. Pope Francis, we always talk about him. Follow him. If you don't, you should. Uh, Mark Hart works for Life Teen. Um, He's at The Bible Geek on Twitter and he always tweets out just really awesome, sort of mind grappling, soul grabbing stuff. Follow him any vatican news or pope news zenit is the official news organization for the vatican and they're oh. on twitter and they send out stuff in real time uh, which is really awesome that. wow uh, the archdiocese is on twitter as well follow them they don't tweet that often but when they do it's really good stuff uh, our bishop isn't there's a lot of actual diocesan bishops that are on twitter uh and tweets are really powerful really sometimes uh just kind of gut-punching stuff to kind of get <laughs> get engaged in the faith. So, you can hop on there and follow lots of bishops. I think we a couple weeks ago we talked about the bishop from one of them from Alaska. I don't remember which one, but um yeah. So, there's a bunch of others. Cardinal Dolan, we've talked about Father Barron a bunch on the show. Follow him. Uh yeah. And one of one of my favorites is Sister Helena Burns. She tweets Probably too much for a lot of people. She (laughs) tweets maybe 20, 30 times a day. That's A lot of it's about hockey. She's a huge hockey fan. Oh, boy. But a lot of it is is just really awesome theological stuff. So follow her. She's really engaging in the culture um, as a sister, a Franciscan sister, but really active in social media. So hop on there. And, yeah, that's today's Digital Corner.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Very, very good. Well... Uh, we have a big treat for you. Um, you loved him once a couple weeks ago. You'll love him again. This is Andrew from... I forget your role. You, you're you involved with the new evangelization of uh, at St. Anne. You're,
1: My the, official role yeah. is confirmation coordinator... RCI director, I teach with the School of Religion students, and then I'm over at the school as well. But I like to do evangelization and new evangelization. Well, all
2: of those things really incorporate evangelization,
1: right? Yeah. Ideally, we should be doing evangelization in every ministry um, so we can't separate evangelization from our work in the church.
0: Cool. Well, uh, recently the Archbishop Archbishop
1: Nauman?
0: Was yes, that him? Nauman. Nauman visited St. Anne. Big deal. Yeah. So, can you fill us in? What was that like? What Yeah, happened? so,
1: the last time I was here, I think I spoke with everybody about the new evangelization, so mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised that I was asked to present to the Archbishop about what we're doing at St. Anne's about evangelization. So to kind of, I guess, clue in everybody else, kind of what happened in that meeting, um, I just thought I'd kind of share with everybody what we talked about. So um, some things I might have Shaw talk on, because he's got some really awesome evangelization going with his youth ministry. But um, I, I could definitely share some things. Well... I guess first off, um, I do the RCIA, which is what helps um, uh, adult men and women come into the church, and um, I'm like super pleased with RCIA every year because we're always drawing in new people through evangelization, and I'm I'm really excited about um, our former candidates and catechumens who came into the church since I started a couple years ago, that they are really reaching out and bringing new people in just through their own experience coming through RCIA, living out the faith now as Catholics, and it's awesome. They always talk about people that become Catholic and how they like get so on fire about being Catholic that they have to share it with everybody they know. And I can say as a witness to the evangelization efforts in RCIA that our people who have come through in the past have shared the good news with others and have brought new people to the church and actually um, I guess congrats to a former candidate or catechumen from last year he and his wife just had a baby and uh, his um, his mom and his sister have both uh, come through our CIA this year wow. so I mean it's the efforts of these men and women who have come through in the past who have now been great evangelists as Catholics so I, um, I hope we get encouraged by these baby Catholics who have mm-hmm. been sharing the faith with all these people since they came through RCA, that like, we can get invigorated by them and do the same thing mm-hmm. ourselves. Totally so that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, that's, yeah, go for it.
0: Oh, well, I was just wondering how did the Archbishop respond? To our actions, was
1: it? Well, this this was the, one of a few things that I went over yeah. with them, and, and actually, I'll share some more things. Did with we everybody.
0: pass? Did we he, get in he trouble? He actually
1: said after um, kind of going through our ministries that he feels that Saint Anne's has been, you know, going above and beyond, doing like, leading the way wow. in evangelization and 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 yeah. like, doing more so than what he had expected. So that's good. That's awesome. Um, so that that was the RCA experience. I talked to him about our confirmation with eighth graders and simple things that they've done going through confirmation to share the faith in you know simple ways, like just saying a meal prayer when they're out to the restaurant, you know making a sign of the cross and people see that, and you know you didn't use any words or abstract arguments. you just lived a Catholic life, and that's a great way to evangelize that uh, that we've seen in with our confirmation students. Um, the school has been doing something called Faith Families, and um, with the Faith Families, they've been kind of giving our older kids a chance to mentor the young ones and encourage them and to help them um, be able to live and express their faith um, out and about uh, through these uh, through these programs. Um, Fathers started a young adult ministry where um, he's gathering young adults. They're taking time to pray together. Um, they're taking even time to go serve the public and serve the community. Wow. And when you see that, I mean that makes a difference in the community and that's a simple way to evangelize. Um Father has talked about his uh greeter program that we have here at the at the church that's really been effective at welcoming new people because I know a lot of people struggle mm-hmm. getting into a parish. And, and feeling the welcome and then getting involved. And I think St. Ann's is doing a great job yeah. at bringing new folks in, uh, maybe people mm-hmm. that they haven't been practicing the faith, and we're really reaching out to them to you know make them, uh, make them active. Um, and, of course, I, I think as I talked before here when I was with you guys, I do a little new evangelization in the school through some of my electives that I do with the students, whether we're building rockets or playing board games. We're always connecting faith to history or faith to science or faith to literature so students um, when they leave saint anne's they see that religion isn't just a class it informs everything that we do and everything that we are as people and uh, that's been a a way to evangelize as well and it's i think had some great effects with uh with our youth so yeah so we've been uh, really working on evangelization we've got a lot more we want to do
2: Very cool. It's very awesome.
1: Very good. And Shaw.
2: Yeah. bring And we we talked about this a little bit last week, just on how um, sort of like what the outreach program is looking like and sort of functioning now at St. Anne. And I think I mentioned last week the theology of hanging out, that youth group is really this time, the outreach youth group is really this time that we can draw kids into a community and really build the friendships and relationships with them. And then later use that, um, that connection with them to meet with them um, in smaller groups or one-on-one. And, you know, I told that story of the kid last week who uh, has just really come about these past couple of years and has kicked drugs and is, is clean and is just sort of living his life for Christ because he, he recognized the sacrifice for Christ. So, um, you know, it's not, I guess, traditionally like the new evangelization, like we're really sort of kicking it old school. We're doing the original evangelization uh, through the outreach program. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, and we're still moving forward with that ever more. So yeah, yeah it is true. Uh, let's move on a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, new evangelization, I think, is tied in a way pretty closely to apologetics. And Andrew just went had the amazing opportunity of going to this cool apologetics seminar. Also, is just a student of apologetics naturally anyway. But this apologetics seminar, tell us about it, Andrew. Really cool. Yeah,
1: I was at the Chancery with some awesome apologists including my favorite living author was there giving I think four talks and
0: Let me guess is it RL Stein? <laughs> <laughs> Alas, no. No. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. His
1: name is uh, uh Peter kraft He's a philosophy professor out at Boston College and I actually got my first book that he wrote, and he's written something like 60 books. Wow. But I got my first book, I think, on my 21st birthday, and I just all of a sudden realized I had to go get a philosophy degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have a philosophy degree because I read this book by Peter Craft and I got to see him, and it was, it was awesome because he's a philosophy wow. teacher, so he's teaching you how to think, you yeah. know, how to do serious, hard thinking. And then, how do you apply that to a rational justification for our faith as Catholics? Sure, so Let's and back up awesome. a second.
2: Uh, apologetics: one sentence, two sentences. Yeah. What is apologetics? For well, those I that think are technically, that?
1: technically apologetics would be defending the faith. Right. Yeah. So. So when um,
0: somebody comes up and says, "Oh, you're Catholic," mm-hmm. I hear this and this and this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it's. I could summarize apologetics with a quote from saint peter in scripture he says always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope but this is a big but do it with gentleness and reverence so there's two things you have to give Mm -hmm. a really good defense has to be rational you can't say i'm catholic because it makes me feel good i mean that's good um, but if someone has a specific question about our faith, we got to give them a, some answer that is specific to their question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so St. Peter tells us we have to be able to give a reason for our faith, for what we hope for. Uh, but we can't, you know, we got to be kind and loving when we do it. Um, there's a saying, you know, it's uh, sometimes we win the battle, but lose the war. And I think there's a lot of people who kind of start doing apologetics. They they get really, you know, in love with the logic and the reasons and all that. But then when they actually talk to somebody or when they're asked about their faith, you know, if we're not loving the person that's in front of us, we might win this battle of logic, but we sour the person to the greatness of, of the faith. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's kind of a debate, I think you've, maybe you've heard the quote from, um, uh, St. Francis, he says, always preach the gospel, but sometimes use words. And so Mm -hmm. there's been a kind of a tendency, um, that people will say, don't talk about your faith, just kind of live it. And that'll, that should be enough. Um, My philosophy is that you should live your faith, and if you're living your faith and you're just just being a good, loving Catholic Christian, people are going to ask you about that faith. And when they ask you, you got to follow what Pope Peter said. Be ready to give those reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the kindest compliments that I ever received when I was in high school, a Protestant friend of mine in Alabama asked me, he said, Andrew, are you sure you're a Catholic? because you're different <laughs> from other Catholics I've met. And my whole life goal is to just be the best average Catholic that I can possibly be. Th- that's so.
0: a very good point. Yeah, I know. There's I've heard that by a couple people. Like, Jay, you're not the average Catholic. Mm-hmm. You're not... I don't know if there's a whole bunch just stinking it up, or maybe some people. Which I don't know who they are. I don't either. Yeah. But I, think I really it's the media. But <laughs> it is. It could be in the media. But I don't I, know who this Catholic is. That's this grumpy old. They're probably staunchy. well. I can guarantee you, they're not at church. That's <laughs> that's
1: not where they are. But. I think- the best argument for Catholics and the best argument against Catholics are Catholics themselves. When you run mm-hmm. across a saint, how can you deny the greatness of our faith? But too often we run across people that aren't living the greatness and the great call that we have to be as Catholics, yeah. and then people think that's what Catholicism is.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah. what not it Peter Crafter has that story of there's a student or a Muslim student of his that went to Mass with mm-hmm. them and... After communion, they're all on their knees, and he's like, after Mass or something, he's like, wait, you guys don't actually believe that Jesus is in the Eucharist, right? And Peter Crave's like, well, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, we do. He's like, no, you don't, because if you did, you would never get off your knees, right? And he was just looking around at the Catholics thinking, if you really believed this, you would be like, on your face, you would be more reverent, you would be just more in love and... Mm-hmm. and uh, such a powerful thing like we do need to be living that more stronger and but not in such a staunchy icky way i guess
1: (laughs) that's why we see the great relationship between uh, truth and love i think some people want to say they're opposed but you know the more you know someone like when you know that jesus is in the eucharist the more you love the eucharist and the more you love the more you want to know Mm -hmm. and so they really reinforce each other i mean um, I love my wife, and so I want to know all I can about my wife because I love her. And so there isn't this false dichotomy between the truths of the faith and the love that's expressed in our faith. They 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 should go together.
2: Mm-hmm. Very good. Awesome. Very, so very good. That seminar was obviously amazing and apparently i think they're coming back next year and when they do come back they're going to do this was more of like an intro to logic to apologetics to philosophy uh they're coming back next year and they're going to be more of a topical kind of thing i think so they're going to be more specific on moral questions or bioethics or whatever um so when they come back i think that'd be really cool yeah we'll advertise that i
1: and i plan if i can to be there I, i think the focus was apologetics with atheists apologetics with protestants but i mean to be honest when i lived in alabama i did a lot of apologetics with protestants but i think i as an adult now i do more apologetics with fellow catholics yeah because there are a lot of catholics that have a lot of questions about our faith and not always in a bad way
2: they're just mm-hmm. asking questions
1: yeah because there's have to...
2: a whole lot to know oh, and it's mine. tough it's, to find uh, all the answers and in if the right you've places. been away
0: for five ten years yeah it's natural to be like, well, I need to re- rediscover my roots, see if it's still what I feel, you know, that kind of thing.
1: And so I think next year they're going to be focusing more on the common questions that I think we hear from our own uh, brothers and sisters in the yeah. church. So yeah. it's exciting. I'm yeah. glad they're doing and it. And it's
2: open to everybody. So anyone that's interested, I mean, I know it's a long ways away, but come and show up. We'll advertise it. So, yeah. Cool. Hope yeah. to
1: see you there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Very cool. Cool. Well, thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to move on a little bit. Uh, these This upcoming Sunday's readings, which I think is right after the Feast of the Visitation, if I'm projecting ahead properly. Um, but the first reading is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, uh, basically verses 5 through 17. Uh, then our Psalm is 66, uh, verses 1 through 20. And then the second reading is from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through 18. And the gospel is from the gospel of John 14 and then 15 through 21. And actually because I thought it was so fitting, uh, the second reading from 1 Peter, uh, which Andrew quoted a little bit, we're going to read that as reflection today instead of the gospel because it just applies so well to uh, the new evangelization, to apologetics, and really how we should be living our lives as Catholics. Beloved, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope, but do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear, so that, when you are maligned, those who defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. For Christ, who also suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God, put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the Spirit.
0: Very good. Thank you. That yeah. Was, that was very good.
2: Uh, moving on our segments. We've been bringing this back. I think it's really cool. Pope Francis's Wednesday general audience, he, if you're in the Vatican on a Wednesday... Stop by, listen to the Pope. <laughs> yeah. And as we're leading Shoot, up to Pentecost I was just there. <laughs> as we're leading up to Pentecost, um it's he's been given these little teachings on the different gifts of the Holy Spirit. So for us today, the thirteenth of May, I think that's the date today. Yeah. yeah anyway. Fourteenth. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a Wednesday the in feast May of Our Lady of Fatima. Yeah. So this is what he said yes. today for us. Um, is a little teaching on some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So Andrew's going to read that for us.
1: Yes, the Pope Francis says, Dear brothers and sisters, in our continuing catechesis on the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, we now turn to the gift of fortitude. We have seen that the first three gifts of the Spirit, wisdom, understanding, and counsel, enable us to contemplate God's loving plan and to know his will. Through the gift of fortitude we receive the strength to do God's will in spite of our own natural sea or natural weakness and limitations. In the parable of the sower and the seed, Jesus teaches us that the seed of God's word sown in our hearts can encounter not only interior resistance, but also be choked by life's sufferings and trials. Through the gift of fortitude, the Holy Spirit enables us to remain faithful amid every difficulty and as the experience of so many christians around the world shows even amid persecution and martyrdom for most of us the seed of fortitude is exercised in our patient pursuit of holiness in the circumstances of our daily lives whenever we feel weary or discouraged along the journey of faith let us ask the holy spirit to grant us the gift of fortitude to refresh us and to guide our steps with renewed enthusiasm
0: Wow! thank you Mm -hmm.
2: That cool, very good, so quick changing of gears, yes, announcements, Shift cool gears. stuff happening around St Anne. read the bulletin. There's lots of good stuff. All the advertisers on the back, please go to them and buy I don't know whatever they're selling, <laughs> but they support our parish and the bulletin, so
0: which is really cool, really it cool is.
2: yeah um probably the biggest news for
0: everybody. May twenty third is the last day of school at Saint Anne. Summer's here, everybody. Yes. It's time to get the swimsuits and sunblock and and watermelon and just go out and and enjoy.
1: And yeah, I'd like to offer a little congrats to the eighth graders. Yeah. Um, Today's the my bittersweet day of the year when uh, eighth graders graduate and off to their new schools. And so as an eighth grade teacher spending hours and hours and hours with these incredible, awesome, great, great kids, it's um, I'm really glad to see that they've finished the journey and they're ready to take the next step. But yeah. I prepped them you know, for confirmation, and so it's, it's always a bittersweet day, so I'm going to miss those kids. But I congratulate all of them for a job well done and wish them... All the best, than um, be praying for them and going to high school.
2: Yeah. And now that they've completed confirmation, that gift of fortitude is yeah. sealed in them, and they're going to do God's will no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we pray for them. That's awesome. Uh, Andrew talked about this in his talking about the new evangelization stuff, and what, something that Father Keith started, the Seia, the St. Anne Young Adult Group. Uh, they meet... I think it's the first Sunday or the first kind of week. I think that date kind of changes. I'm not sure. The first week-ish of every month. Uh, This month, it's going to be June 8th. That's Sunday at Father Keith's house. Um, His address is in the bolt and all that kind of stuff. There's going to be dinner, drinks, bring a lawn chair, bring your own drinks also, and then yard games. And just, he always offers a little reflection, a little kind of tidbit of the faith that kind of chew on, and just great community with other young adults, married, non-married, whatever. So, show up for that.
0: And...
1: Good way to celebrate Pentecost that day.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, very true. <laughs> okay. Shh.
0: We got to save the date for this. Okay. Saturday, July 26th, following the 4 p.m. Mass, we will celebrate the Feast of St. Anne's as a parish family, as well as Father Keith's milestone birthday with a picnic and fun for all ages so put it on your calendar
2: yes <laughs> yes remember this i know this date well the july 26th of the feast of saint Joachim and saint anne i think the original beautiful holy couple saints uh that uh, raised up mary this is the date that i proposed to my wife on uh so it's kind of cooling you know the original the original cool holy couple so that's our I don't know engagement date. I guess. Congrats! How long has it been? Uh, five years. Wow. Yeah, almost. Wow. Almost. So. Very okay. Good.
0: Well, yeah, we did it, guys. We yes. We finished
2: show fourteen.
0: Very good.
2: Hit thanks us up for having on, me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming. This is awesome. It's awesome. We're gonna bring Andrew back more and more yes. as much as we can wrangle him in here. So. Yes. Definitely. Uh. Yeah hit us up on twitter facebook you can get all of that stuff on the website if you don't remember the just the s-t-a-n-p-v but it's all just get on the websites so on the right hand column you can get to the web the podcast from there but if you're listening you don't need to know where to get that but the twitter and facebook everything and talk to us come on the show all that kind of stuff definitely well thank you so much for listening i'm jay i'm
0: shaw god bless